Welcome to the Two C's in a Pod podcast presented by Macedonia Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chris Lindsay, Associate Pastor of Families, and I've got the great Dr. Reverend the Third, Chris Grafning, sitting to my right-hand side with his Bible open. Hello there. Ready to rock. Uh, got an Obi-Wan reference. I didn't bring a Bible into the office today. <laughs> Um, <laughs> man, you're off onto a good start today. Just a great start. I, I took Aiden to school and went to an award ceremony where uh, everyone got an award. Everyone gets uh, everyone an award. Everyone got an award. Participation award. Yeah, you, you graduated sixth grade. I don't think there was one person there that didn't graduate sixth grade. So that, that's good Anywhere? news. It's good, good news. news. Everybody passed. Everybody passed. So, so there, Not one person not failed. Not one person failed. Uh, sixth grade. There you go. Yeah. So that was fun. I'm about to go to one here in a little bit for Riley graduating kindergarten. Let's go, Riley. Let's go, Riley. She's she she did it. She did. She got past <laughs> kindergarten. She knows her one twos and threes and her ABCs. She yeah. knows how to tie her shoes. Mm-hmm. She knows how to put the square block in the square hole and the round block in the round hole. She's got it. Down pat. Just. Genius. Successful future. Successful future. Everything I never... What is it? There's a book called Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Is it really? There's a book like that, yeah. What did you learn in kindergarten that you would say was more beneficial than you learned in high school? Uh, I think one of it was like um, how to treat people. Okay. All right, let's let's flesh that out. Respect. Because uh, last time I checked, kindergarten is the most selfish kids there are. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read the book. I just remembered that there was a book about oh, it. Oh, you didn't read it? No. Obviously. No. We can, we can tell. <laughs> didn't read I don't it. read a lot of things. <laughs> As I texted you a book I purchased last night, and then you're like, when are you going to read that? Never. Never. <laughs> like half the books are like, on library. Right. That's that's it. I, I, we looked at all my books, and I was like, I haven't read that one. I haven't read that one. I read that one. Um, it's like you keep you just keep buying. So, oh, that looks good. I do really want to read that book because yeah. in preparation for Exodus, so yeah. I do want to read it. So. Wait, you can't tell nobody. Nobody's supposed to know we're going to Exodus. Oh, we're first. not. No, bad. We're gonna have to edit. Why? Out. Why can't they know? Because we you gotta it's like a surprise. You gotta keep the surprise out. Well, there's like ten listeners now, so ten. You never know. This one could blow up. It could blow up. Just out of here. Out of here. Like it's <laughs> This is this is the one. We'll just call it Secrets Revealed. Ooh, Secrets Revealed. Ooh. So the secret of Exodus yeah, is so, coming in the fall. So so listen listen. What listen. about the secret of what, what are we what are we doing next week? Well, I won't be here. Well hang on, I have got to okay, tell the I've got to tell the listeners something. Okay. Listeners, keep the secret. It's Exodus coming next. Not well, next. Not, not next. Fall. Fall. So so keep keep that a secret. Be 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 prayerfully excited about it. Read through the book of Exodus, but keep it a secret. If someone asks you, "Hey, why are you reading Exodus on a Thursday afternoon?" You're like, "I can't tell you." I'm ex- I'm wondering why this has to be <laughs> why this is a secret. I don't know. I don't know. Either. Just, I, was like, I, I thought you had like a really good reason. No, I just like just like the big I like the secret. Like, you know, the big reveal. The big reveal. Because, you know... Like, we have a big graphic. Right. Like, we're going to be like those big mega churches. That's it. We're gonna Are we going to steal the Village's Exodus artwork? Because it's really good. Might as well. Like, it's so good. And they say it's free reign, right? Like, you can use it if you want. I don't know, did Maybe they? Maybe not. I don't know. 
We can call him and ask. I'll just do it. I'll be like, hey, can we use your Exodus artwork? I'll text Matty Chan here in a minute. Yeah, he's a good friend of yours, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's not a good friend of mine. No, we wish. I love me some Matty Chan, though. Yeah. Matt Chandler, so that people know who we're talking about. Matthew Chandler. Matthew Chandler. We call him Matty Chan Matty around Chan. here. But uh, over there in Texas, Tejas. Tejas? Tejas. That's great. Tejas. Anyways. Well, for the big, since we're uh, spoiling surprises, spoiling. what are we doing next? We're week? doing the summer in the Psalms. Summer in the Psalms. You already had some artwork made. I like did. You did like in five minutes, didn't you? Just throw that down. You know perfection. You know. You know what it is. You can pay somebody to spend sixty hours to make something, mm-hmm. but when you're so good at it, it, it takes, takes you five minutes. Yeah, you did it. Uh, summer in the Psalms. Just I, you know, I came over here early yesterday, and like you, yeah. Then you were like, make like on me because I wasn't there. Apparently, not early enough for you. No, you're not. You know, you would think that the guy who went home to take a nap after church mm-hmm. would not beat the guy that did not take a nap after church. You didn't take a nap. I did take a nap. I did take a nap too. Oh, that's where you were late. Not really. I think I was sitting there and like. Chilling for a minute, and I was like, I'm gonna be there about five. I was like, 5 05. Oh, I came over here 4 30. Anyway, but yeah, you made it. <laughs> you made the so, yeah, Summer in the Psalms. That's secret number two. It's, it's also been revealed on Facebook as of uh 10 o'clock. Oh, you put it on there. I put it on Facebook, yes. Missed it, but I was talking to Bob. You're talking, well, you know, you just don't care about me. You, you <laughs> like, you're, you're like, Where are you? I, I sent you a text. I miss your face. Didn't respond. Nothing. Nothing. And you walked in. You went into your office. Like, didn't even open this other door. And I did open the other door. Just giving you a hard time at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, summer in the Psalms. So Chris is going to be preaching because I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. Separation anxiety <laughs> times two now. Dude, you're just, you're just like, I hate you. And I'm going to go to Disney World. It, nope. Disney, get it right. Disneyland. Land. There you go. Disneyland. So, yeah. I'm leaving on Wednesday and headed to Anaheim. And you won't even be here tomorrow. You're taking tomorrow off, too. Oh, we'll see. But, yeah, probably. Probably going to take it off. So I can get the house clean before we leave. Just, you don't care. Nothing I about don't care. Me. And then I'll be gone next week when you get back. Yeah, so you're, so, you're doing Camp Kale next mm-hmm. week. That's cool. That's gonna be exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I love camp. Like I know some people kind of rail on camp, and sometimes camp does have its issues with like emotionalism because all the kids are like dead tired, and then you like ramp up the emotion right. usually on Thursday night cry night. Or whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. You don't know that it's like no. usually it's Wednesday night or Thursday night. It's one. It's like the last full evening, and everybody starts crying because they're about to leave. But it's all like, <laughs> they just call it cry night. I'll never see my friends again. And then they're but then yeah, so you'll just get into. They call it cry night, but anyway, I've had many of those. Did, did you did you ever do the thing where you got like the cards from your parents? You know, what I'm talking about like every day they would hand out cards. Oh yeah, uh, no, my like the parents of my kids obviously were just like whatever, no. get out of my hair and go go to camp. When I was at camp, my mom always sent me cards. Yeah, because I'm a mama's boy. My mom didn't love me enough to send me cards like that. <laughs> Who? She's going to listen. She's going to listen to that. I'm just kidding, Mom. Does she listen? Is she listening? I don't know. She she probably listens. You should, shouldn't have said anything. I know. I shouldn't have said anything. She'll call you. And be like, like, I, why did you say that? No, she did. I, she actually wanted me to call her my, my first camp. I remember I was uh, 13, I think. We went to up in Colorado to a camp. And uh, 
I was one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm excited to go to camp. And like, I like, like my youth pastor had to go and be like, dude, you need to call your mom because <laughs> she told you to. I'm like, oh, fine. So I go to the little pay phone because I didn't have I didn't have a cell phone. Right. I didn't have a cell phone, so I had like a little. You had to put phone. two quarters in. Two quarters in. Hey mom, I'm here. Okay, bye. That was. So I asked my mom. I said pretty much what I said. That that was a waste of two quarters. It really TBH. was. But she's like, I'm here. You could have got a soda for that much. Yeah, especially back then. Right. Like 25 cents a can. Yes. I think in high school, they were 50 cents a can, if I remember, for me. Is that how much they were for you or a little bit more? I don't know. Mine were 50 cent cans. And this isn't, this isn't like great value. Like, this was like legitimate Coke and Pepsi products. And then a dollar for the for the 20 ounce, mm. I think. Maybe even like 75 cents. You're I don't so remember. old. So old. Do you remember when you didn't have electricity? <laughs> We used to joke, all the people in my college, because I'm from New Mexico, thought I was a missionary's kid. Even though I lived in a state in the United States, thought I was a missionary kid because I was from New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Because nobody knows their geography, apparently, around Well, we quit teaching that in schools. Yeah. So they didn't realize that New Mexico was a part of the Union and that I spoke English and I didn't actually know any Spanish. Um but anyway, they would joke around, we would joke around, and they would say, hey, do you like even have electricity out in New Mexico? It's like, no, I live in a teepee. <laughs> no air conditioning, live in a teepee. And now, so yes, now y'all know I lived in a teepee when I was, uh, lived in New Mexico. Just kidding, I did not. I lived in a house. <laughs> well, this is great content. This we've, is good content. We've, we've went to This minutes. is really, like... This, this is what the people just... want. This is why it's gone downhill. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're getting just more ridiculous as time goes along, just talking out. Just well, I was talking it. about the lack of this. Oh, the lack of this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, this is what... Oh, so this... We need to bring the, view, the listenership back up. Right. We need to just talk um, random stuff. That's it. That's it. Well, randomly, let's transition to Titus. Titus 2. Titus 2. You preached from Titus 2? Well, a bunch of places, actually. You, you just you just went, went the, the whole gambit. You, oh. you were like, I'm going to make a point, and you're going to listen. <laughs> right. But we talked so, about worship. Three points. Three points. You remember where they are? Worship. Mm-hmm. Discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, oh, crap. Mmm. Mmm. See? See? I'm just horrible. Start with an S. Something um, Jesus did. Spaghetti. Service. Jesus washed. Yeah, serve, serve. Yeah, serve. Three yeah. verbs. Worship, disciple, serve. I, I like spaghetti better. Spaghetti. <laughs> Worship, disciple, disciple, spaghetti. Spaghetti. What are we doing with spaghetti? We're serving that spaghetti. We're serving. Yeah, that's it. That could be one of our meals. Right. That, you spaghetti. know, we're shooting for on Wednesday nights. There we go. Yeah. If you weren't here, um, on Sunday night, we're excited. My What's computer's that? making funky Weird noises. It's like my phone. Better, hey, but let me silence, silence my phone before. Please silence happens. your cell phone. Please silence your cell phone. But uh, we're transitioning to Wednesday night serve night. Mm-hmm. Excited new kids exciting. kids ministry stuff called dun 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 kids life kids kids life kids life. With the Z. With a Z. Because we're cool. You you have to have the Z. That's that's like I used place to, every S with a Z. I used to spell school because I was too cool for school. Uh-huh. I would spell it S K O O L. Yeah, school. School. 
Too cool or E W L S K E W L school. Oh, that yeah. There you go. Did you write the little S's? Oh yeah, the, the, three the three lines. The three lines, and, and then, then the three them. lines at the bottom connect. Yes, because my you know my middle name's Stephen. Mm-hmm. Your middle name's Mine's Stephen. Stephen too. I spell mine the right way, but ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> <laughs> wrong. I think we've um, already had this argument we on have. here. So anyway, uh, so we'll go. Now we're twelve minutes in, still haven't talked about Jesus. That's okay. It's all right. So. Uh, Titus two, Titus two. You 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 talked about worship, and I kind of want I kind of want to talk about worship a little bit. Okay, talk about the preaching of the word, and so I've so went to Acts two. Went to Acts two. They devoted themselves to the apostles' preaching and teaching, mm-hmm. and breaking bread together, mm-hmm. uh, eating the uh, com- Lord's supper, mm-hmm. communion together, and fellowshipping while eating together. Mm-hmm. Awesome deal. Uh, but specifically in the preaching, something. Epiphanied while you were preaching Ooh, to me. An yeah. epiphany. Epiphany. Uh, is that the singular of epiphany, or is it? No, I think epiphany is a singular. So how would you? It's epiphanies. I epiphanies. I don't know. Anyways, any hoosies. Anyway. So uh, it it took me back to the Puritans. So it took me back a long time ago. Um, Puritans, what they would do when they preached is they would uh, preach in. Kind of like we do. We give a main point, then we give points that justify our main point. Mm-hmm. And their points were, they had a lot more points. Yeah. Um, but the purpose of that was, is so when they left the church, uh, the deacons left the church, they left the church, the, the congregation left, they could go and continue talking about the sermon mm-hmm. based upon the points. Mm-hmm. So the purpose was that the uh, congregation listened so intently and well that they could take these points and preach the same sermon mm-hmm. to family members that mm-hmm. didn't get to go to church. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why don't you fix your points? Do better points. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't the point of where I'm getting at. I, just, I stink at preaching. <laughs> I do too. Um, but wait, if, if we... Listen intently mm-hmm. to the preaching and and pay attention. And now we're so discombobulated, we've got to write things down. Mm-hmm. But do it in such a way that very distracted people, right? When you get, when you get, uh, hence the podcast. Uh, <laughs> when you when you get to the dinner table, to I don't know what do y'all call lunch around here? Is it lunch? Is it dinner? Sorry. I always call. So here's how I always end. I grew up from New Mexico and Texas, so breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. So I know some people call breakfast, and I think I've dinner, figured supper. out that the, yeah, dinner supper. And there's a difference, is that um, dinner. So you can have lunch. Lunch is smaller. Okay. But if you have dinner, like Sunday dinner, mm-hmm. that means you're having a big old fat lunch or okay. like that dinner meal there. Gotcha. And then supper's like a smaller kind of closing meal. Right. So it's like switch. So right. if you say lunch, you had a smaller, and then you had dinner was a big dinner. I think that's from what um, some of the people here at the church, because I never understood why people called it that way, but that was the way they'd explained it to me. Okay. So, so when, anyway. you're, when you're eating that big dinner mm-hmm. or you're eating a small lunch, mm-hmm. the midday meal after yeah. church, yes. you can sit there and you can walk through the points and talk about the sermon, talk about... Uh, what the Lord convicted you of, mm-hmm. what uh, you understood from the sermon, mm-hmm. and and philosophic conversations. I actually have a book that I did read. You read it. Uh, 
Good job. That Chris. talks about conversations. Um, I don't see it. It may be at the house. Um, the Lost Art of Conversations. Mm. Really good book. That's a, that sounds like a good uh, book. Yep, and it follows Puritans of how conversations after lunch mm. stems from the sermons. So cool. You know, got that. And then also another epiphany. So I guess I did have epiphanies. Yes, yeah, so that's right. It is the plural. So you were correct. Epiphanies yes. are in the plural. That they broke bread together, not just focusing on the Lord's Supper. And I love, I love that you pointed out the fact that they had the Lord's Supper every week. Mm-hmm. But they also ate together, which means they were Baptist. Baptist. Amen. <laughs> they were probably having fried chicken, too. Of course they did. Fried chicken in the early church. Yeah. It, well, if you go back to the Old Testament, they had fried quail. Mm-hmm. They, oh. ha- they had to figure out other ways of cooking it, you know? And So what? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I was about to go, but that's like not gonna make any sense. But I don't make sense half the time anyway. No, so. neither do I. It's okay though. It's okay. Well, do you have any other things that you wish you would have said more of, or not? Or I've went through a lot yesterday. You went through a mess load. A mess load, and I kind of ripped through a lot of stuff. So, um, I think a lot of it was um, trying to hit these three areas. I, but the the. Titus 2 is really a great, like, and I think that idea of what he's talking about in sound doctrine is that doctrine does not mean just knowledge, but it means also the effect of doctrine in our lives. So it's a, it's a, it's a head knowledge, but it's also an experiential thing too. The experiential, what I mean by that is that how does this then transform me? Is that doctrine should be transformative, not just uh, white uh, ivory tower sitting up reading books, learning about the knowledge of God, and then it really have no application to life, which sometimes I know I can struggle with, and that's why I, I have to really work hard at application in sermons, and I'm hoping to, I'm trying to be better at that myself. I know one of those areas is application, but how does this apply to life and transformative life, looking at that? But I think one of the big things here is that this sound doctrine then moves into that a lot of these things that we're teaching, that older women and older men are teaching to younger men and younger women, is how to live a life that glorifies King Jesus in their lives, that it is a testimony of the gospel. So really one of the big parts of discipleship is, yes, teaching our children and our youth uh, and the generations about how to read the Bible, but then not only how to read the Bible, but truly read it for transformation. And I think that's one of my things I'm trying to work on a lot in my own life is spiritual formation, which I know I'm kind of trying to dive a little deeper into that myself. I'm kind of intrigued by that idea of how does the word transform me um, on a daily basis. But I think that's what this is, is like, how do we talk about our, our, our testimony as God's people and how do we teach our children and our youth to... Walk like Jesus. That's what it means to be a man of God and a woman of God. And I, I hope it didn't sound like I was saying that you, if you go teach your kids how to fish or to hunt, that's bad. But that's not the primary means. Because I think there's a lot of, uh, in our world today, a lot of uh, opinion on what does it mean to be a man. And we see that even in so church. So what does it mean to be a man, Chris? We, you know, you have men's conferences of where, you know, you go and you, you have to... <laughs> you got to wear... Uh... Lumberjack, lumberjack shirt, and, and you got to chop wood. And, and you're gonna have to. We're we're gonna have a you know never gun cry. giveaway. And again, I'm not again. If you have a gun giveaway, you're not wrong. But what I'm saying is, 
Right. It's like you never cry. Be be big and burly and tough, and be, that's what it means to be a man, right? Um, and that just doesn't sit well with me because I'll just be honest, I'm not that kind of guy. You like, cry all the time. I, I see th- you cry all the time. I cried at the, man, I cried at the end of Stranger Things three like a baby, dude. Ever since I had kids, like, <laughs> I just like bawling my eyes out because you cried in Spider Man. I, I did. I was like tearing up. Like, I, I, why? What's wrong with me? I was tearing up because I was. You're just all not a man. I'm not a man. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's. What does it mean truly mean to be a man? And I think biblically it means not necessarily any of all those things that we kind of attach to manhood, but to follow after Jesus, to to walk after Jesus, to live like Jesus. Um, he was the perfect man, right? Um, Some could say he was the blessed man. The blessed man. Preview. Uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um I don't know. That's that, that we need to define what manhood is according to what the Bible says, and womanhood as well. Like, right. what does the Bible say about what it means to live uh, as men? Well, it says here. He says men are to be self, uh, sober-minded, dignified. So I didn't get into detail all these. I was just trying to kind of talk about there the example: sober-minded, dignified, self-control, sound in faith and love and steadfastness. Nowhere in there they say you got to be tough. You got to be. You know, it means. Sober-minded, it means that your mind is focused. You know, you're you're not influenced by anything else. You're dignified. I mean, you're well-respected. You're self-controlled. You control your passions and your lust, right? Which I think is a big thing, especially. Uh, I, I know that's a big thing we have to deal with as men. Uh, sound in faith and our faith. Like, how is your faith? Is it a strong faith? Are you sound in what you believe? Is in? it healthy? Is it healthy faith? Are you disciplined? Right. Disciplined. Sound in your faith. In love. It's okay to love. You can tell guys, one another, you love your wife. You can love. You can tell other people, hey man, I love you, man. I love you, Chris. I love you too, Chris. See? And like, but that, I know that sometimes a lot of people are like, no, I, you know, people talk about, my, my dad never told me I love me. Yeah. It's a, no, tell tell people you love them. It's okay. That doesn't make you uh, effeminate to say I love you, right. right? Love, loving sacrificially. Our husband, our not ugh, dude. Almost said it. Why? why? Wives, <laughs> loving our wives, um, loving our children. It is June. sacrificially. It is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, lo- I've done that. Deacons meeting, I think everyone is like, dude, what up? Like, <laughs> this is a heretic. Um, love your wives, love your children sacrificially. We talk about what love that love is, is sacrificial, giving ourselves, and steadfastness. I mean, like, being steadfast and immovable, uh, having our hopes set forward to Christ. And that continually. Continually, steadfast. Just not moving, not giving an inch. So, standing firm. Standing firm. So... That's the de- definition of what an older man is supposed to be in the church. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying hunting and fishing and those things aren't good things to teach your kids. I mean, that's for providing and, and those types of right. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think the primary means, like, what are we talking about biblical manhood? That's biblical manhood. And, that's part of it. No, more another thing, that. too, is, is our current culture with, uh, at least what I see and saw in Columbia, is travel ball and baseball and all that stuff that... Mm-hmm. That we spend more time on on the baseball field than in our homes reading and teaching our Bible, mm. 
and we we also show that it's okay to miss on Sundays to go play baseball, and what is that showing them? Mm-hmm. Right, that you, you're not putting God first. Right, what's the priority? There, there's a priority issue. If if we're missing for stuff, missing the worship gathering, missing church for stuff that um, is, you know, nonsense. Yeah. That does not have any uh, eternal mm-hmm. significance, mm-hmm. right? Right. Most likely, if if they get into college on a scholarship for playing baseball, they're most likely not going to make it to the major leagues, and they're and it's a hundred percent likely when they get to heaven and stand before God on Judgment Day, they can't look at God. Well, I was a good baseball player. That's it. That's right. You know, that's that does nothing. So, so you never trusted by faith in me. You you never believed in me. So we have to have our priorities straight. We have to uh, set our priorities as men in laying down this foundation for both our sons and our daughters, daughters as well. Yeah, um, show, showing showing others what a healthy marriage looks like in Christ too. Yes. You know, that's that's why I love the idea of having men and women serving together in specific ministries, showing what marriage is supposed to look like. Yes. It's supposed to look look like both of you serving sacrificially in in marriage. Mm-hmm. And 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 even in the ministry, and I'm encouraged to see that we've got some men that came up and, and volunteered for some of our areas last night uh, in our youth and children's mm-hmm. ministries. Because I know in a lot of churches, it, we kind of deem children's ministries and even youth ministries to an extent that that's, that's meant a, for... That's a woman thing. That's a woman thing. But, and it, we understand... I, I get the argument that they're more nurturing, that men, women you tend to be a little bit more nurturing than men are. But uh, you need both. You need some... You need both men and women. You need men stepping up into children's lives to show them um, what does it mean to be a man. What does it mean to, and then for, for children to see what does a man look like, how the influence in, in, the, in the lives of children. Um, sometimes they need a little bit of firmness too. You know, you need the nurturing, but you also need the firmness, you know. of um, And yeah, I think men can, I think, I think we kind of put men into a box in that room because I think, I mean, I spent a lot of time teaching kids. And yeah, I may have a different demeanor at sometimes than a woman might, but I can still hang out with kids, enjoy my time with kids. Um, you know, I may be a little bit more apt to say, hey, stop, you know. Uh, but I think some of our women would too, like, hey, stop, you know. Right. Um, but they need they need good male role models. So I know we're right. talking a lot about men because we are men. But, but in both ways, this goes with older women too. There's a lot of things going on in here with the older women. Um, they, you know, teaching them to be good wives, good wives, good, um, like how does, how does that look like in, in you teaching them how to be a good wife? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not the, you know, culture of, well, like you need to teach them how to cook and make sandwiches, you know? Right. No, it's, it's teaching them how to, uh, be in that role that God has called them to as a wife and what does that look like and that Mm -hmm. looks like the same thing the man is supposed to look like a sacrificial love 
for their wife. Mm-hmm. And so the wife has a sacrificial love for their husband. And for their children. And for and, their and, children. You know, so they're to and be their self-controlled, children. pure, working and at home, children. kind, and submissive. And their children. Mm-hmm. And their children. <laughs> that Hillsong song? Who sings that? I think it's... Is that, is that Bethel? Is that Bethel song? I think it might be there. Uh, and children. <laughs> Who's going to be paying for this $2.4 trillion package? The children, the children. It's an old meme, but it checks out. It checks. That was a 2020 meme. Um, but that, and it says, show yourself to be a model. And then he talks about to Titus. But all of these things are, you're supposed to be showing yourself as a model. Like older men, older women, Titus himself as the pastor, leader, shepherd of the church is supposed to be showing as a good example to everybody that this is what it looks like so that's on us now now we point to us because they didn't spend a lot of time on this part but it says to titus you got to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity Mm -hmm. dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us that's difficult that's hard but it's something we need to realize is that we can teach well, we can even teach the Bible well, but if our lives don't match up right. with it, then it's useless. Right. And he's saying that so you need to be a model of what you're teaching. You have to have integrity. So say these things, they call out this sin, but are you living in a way that you're not part of that sin? Right. And if you are and you do fall in that sin, that you have the integrity to say, I have fallen, I repent, I confess. And you know, and and do that. You're modeling this idea of even though we are imperfect, that we are willing to say, "Hey, I messed up right. and I'm wrong." But then, my life is an example of integrity. So we gotta be convicted of that ourselves. That we gotta model what we preach and teach. Um, and guess what, church? We're sometimes we're not going to. But then you have to hold us accountable to say, "Hey, hey pastor, you messed up. You messed up." And it's okay to say that, and you sh- and it should. And if we get mad about that, you know, then that's another thing. Hey, we gotta, you know, we gotta man up. Yeah, right, man up, man up, homie. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one thing we, with Chris and I. We, we may be pastors, but we are still sinners saved by grace. We're sinner saints, man. Sinner saints, and and we mess up. Chris and I mess up all the time. Uh, he messed up multiple times yesterday with his uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation. Oh yeah, just I, like I just man, just, just show, completely so talking about Eve and Eve, a woman, but a woman. without a woman. <laughs> the yeah, woman Wade pop. was looking at me like I had no clue what was going on. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Dude, what's what, what's up? You got the PowerPoint wrong." And so I just had to own up and say, "Hey, that was me, man. That right. one, Chris. Like Wade, come come after me, man. Come after me." I was like, "I have no clue." This that dumb pastor back there can't type. Jeez, he had <laughs> he had one job. One job. One job this past week. That was, was it. My was one to, job was to do this one PowerPoint. One PowerPoint. Um, but no, uh, it and hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. Come talk to us. Pull us aside. Say hey, I, I need I need to talk to you and hold us accountable to mm-hmm. it. And you can do that well. I think we all right. can do that well. Um, you know, if you come barging and screaming at us, we're probably not going to be like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But, like, if you pulled us aside and said, hey, brother, just wanted to come to you and say, hey, I noticed this, you know. I noticed you kicked that dog as you was walking over yeah. here. Yeah, that was that the right thing to do? Don't don't kick dogs. Don't kick dogs. Hey, I kind of saw you kind of were a little short with your wife. Like right. You were a little 
kind of disrespectful to her, right. you know. And I have to be like, man up and say, hey, uh, yeah, I, I need to. I saw it. you eat one of those youth kids off the balcony. <laughs> just just threw it like. Just, yeah, just, just don't do that. Again. Just don't do it again. <laughs> don't, don't do that. So, yeah, it's things like that. So, again, that don't put us on a pedestal. I know we're supposed to be examples, but at the same time, know that we're just like you. But we're 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 all part of this. We're just part of the same body, and we need we need that accountability too. So. Well, Chris enjoyed the podcast, and we do what we do. We do uh, ministry. We worship. We we uh, oh crap! Forgot the middle one again. Uh, <laughs> I know the last one now. Serve. The we worship. Up. We disciple, and we serve. That's it. All for the praise of His, his glory. glory. There it goes. Uh. Uh-huh. See, just took a second. <laughs> <laughs>